Yo. What's up, Ant? How are you doing? Good. How's this mic sound? All right. It sounds all right. Sounds all right. It doesn't sound great, but it sounds all really? right. Really? Yeah. Just try. How's it? Let's move up to your mouth a little bit more. I mean, there's these settings on here. There's a zero and then a minus ten and a straight line and, and a, a broken 10. line. Minus ten. Yeah. Hello. That's one hundred times better. That's a lot of times. Um, can I see the? I want to see what you're using. Oh, that's flashy. Yeah, I know. I'm like putting my thumb over it. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, let's get Trazingus in here. You look nice and tan. You look bronzed. Do I? Have you been outside? Yeah, I, I got I got a window like right here on me, so I got light just pouring in. I got the lights off. You look ange you look angelic, is what it is. You oh. look very like angelic right now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've been outside a little bit, but not too much. All right, where are you back in Chi Town? I sure am. I yeah. am. Uh, yeah, I've been back a couple of days, and have been working a lot. I'm very, very, very tired. I feel that. I don't feel that up in on vacation, but I, well, yeah, you look tan. Uh, very tan, too Sli tan. Slightly I'm, lobster. I'm peeling like crazy. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm doing a lot. I've been up for a very long time. I'm doing a lot to try to stay awake today. Mm -hmm. Um, and we got Trey on the line now. Yeah. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hi, friends. What's up? Is my fan in the background too loud? Because I hear it humming. I don't know if you guys hear it. I don't, I don't hear it. Billy, okay. what just happened? You just went back up to not sounding very good. What? He's like really loud. Yeah. You Are you still at minus 10? I, I didn't touch anything. Hmm. Do you want me to put it back to 10? Do, do you want me to hold it down here? Give me give me a yodel. Give me something. Give me something. Give me hello, yodel. hello, hello. I'm Bailey Garland. Yeah, that sounds fine. Let's see that. Yeah. That. Okay. My arm's going to go numb about Where, Yeah, what, what level is that being held at right about now? Okay. <laughs> you look like a reporter. Oh, hello. Bailey Garland here live <laughs> from my girlfriend's bedroom. <sighs> All right. Um... Yeah, so it's been a long day. I've just ate a lot of food to try to stay awake. I'm drinking a cup of coffee right here. And by I, I, I ate like six wings and then like immediately after a coconut cream donut. And now I'm drinking some coffee. So I don't quite know what kind of podcast I'm going to have. But if I go if I get a little quiet for a little bit there, just, you know. You're going to catch the itis. You're going to catch the itis in 25 minutes. That's why I have a cup of coffee right here with me. Um, okay. Let's let's get our guest on. Okay. Is it too early? I guess we're calling a little bit early. It's five fifty nine. Yeah. Not in my town. No, really. Here we go. Bailey, is that a Duncan energy punch? No, it's not. Unfortunately, no, it's, it's a girly cup. I know those cups. Yeah, it's my girlfriend's. My my parents sold my house, and I don't have Wi-Fi anymore, so I'm here. Nice. True underdog story. Yeah, I'm literally homeless. <laughs> Wasn't well, supposed to be here. I'm just kidding. You'll from be all right. Kipsy. Hey, can um, you guys can you guys hear me or no? Yeah, here we go. Yep. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hi, friend. All right, how are you? I'm doing just swell. All right. Well, 
I guess guess we should go ahead and get this thing started. So welcome everyone to another TKW podcast. We're back again, middle of July. We're braving the heat to give you the content. Uh, I'm Anthony Corbo. You guys, you guys want to introduce yourselves? I'm Trey Zingas on Twitter. And I'm Bailey Carlin, also Bailey Carlin on Twitter. And welcome on Coley Mick. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me, fellas. I appreciate it. I'm doing just well. All right. Um, so I guess, you know, we can pick and choose where to start from today. But the thing that I've been kind of noticing a lot is that we're finally hearing top free agent of the 2017 class Derek Rose is starting to get a little bit of traction under his belt uh what's good what's going on what do you guys make of this he stinks he's bad real bad stinks out loud yeah um, like worse than Ron Baker bad gonna get paid less than Ron Baker bad so that's a great fit for the Cavs then right or or the Lakers wherever or he goes Lakers. Do we have, did they, have they popped up more? I haven't really seen them so much. Now I'm just hearing everything Cavs. He, um, getting really close to the Cavs, but he's also taking a meeting with the Lakers. So, you know, who really knows? You know, I saw if he signs with them, um, is that every MVP since 2010 will be playing with either Golden State or, uh, the Cavaliers next season? Except, yeah, except for Westbrook. Oh, yeah, except for Westbrook. Every single one. So through 2016, yeah. That's uh, it's wild. It's wild to see that the 2010 MVP is now accepting this kind of role. But I don't know. Do you guys think he can do it? Can he handle being the off the bench guy, or is he just going to destroy himself? I mean, he's got a long history of destroying himself. <laughs> I, I put my money squarely on that. I think that's a safe bet for sure. Uh, what game do you think he goes AWOL this year? Do we know just doesn't when, show up. Do we know when he made it through last season? What was that, like game like 50-something? I don't think he even made it that far. Did he make it that far? It was like January. I think we still right? had some hope. I think we still had slight hope for the Knicks at the point that he disappeared last year. That's why it hurt more. Mm. At the end of the season, we would have been glad that he was gone. That's true. I feel like that's just when we were giving up hope. Like I remember like really on Christmas realizing, like, all right, this team sucks again. Welcome to another year. It took till Christmas. <laughs> no, it took it took till Christmas for the usual hopelessness to set in. Trust me, it was all delusion. That's fair. I can accept that. <laughs> um, so I don't know. We'll see. I guess. I guess Rose is entering this point in his career. This is his uh, get with the contender and see what he can do. That was last year. That was last year when he joined <laughs> the super team. Super Knicks. team. If he if he thinks that team was a super team, what did he think the Cavs are right now? Because like he declared that was their super team, and now he's on a pretty legitimate super team. That What's was he all. Call them? He would not have said a word about super team if Joakim Noah wasn't there. Oh, that's true. Maybe the Cavs will take on Joakim Noah. I'm just looking forward to when he signs 
with the Cavs, and then in two weeks, three weeks, he comes out and he's like, yeah, man, you know, I just I want that starting spot. I think I can have it. I think yeah. I can take it. That's what I'm looking forward to. Two guard sets with Kyrie Irving and uh, and Derrick Rose are going to be just something else. I mean, the only like positive is like there's no way he could be like worse than Deron Williams, right? Like he could be like the same, but he couldn't be like worse. Is he going to yeah. beat out Jose Calderon to make the roster? Oh, Potentially not. Man, that's interesting from a Knicks fan's perspective. Watching a Jose Calderon, Derrick Rose uh, fight for a backup point guard spot. What could have been of sorts? Oh, yeah, it's just, it's kind of, I, I feel very relieved knowing that that's going to happen. The I don't think he could be worse, but I think the bar will be set slightly higher and he will underperform more, if that makes sense. Because people expected what from Williams? Two points a game and he gave him zero? They're going to be expecting 13, 14 points from Derrick Rose, which is delusional at this point, but they didn't watch him play. The Cavs also um, signed Coley's favorite player in the NBA, Jeff Green, this offseason. I mean, that was just tremendous. Like that, LeBron, like LeBron's going to be sitting there like, why Why did I come back? Like all everything, all the adulation from winning last year, like it's not worth this offseason. Like David Griffin leaves, they bring in Jeff Green and Derrick Rose and Jose Calderon. Like that's... Like I, I don't even know. I would. I'm not even LeBron James, and I know that's bad. Like he must be out, like livid, like constantly livid at everything that happens in his life right now. Man, Derrick Rose and LeBron James are gonna make a hell of a combo on the Lakers in a couple of years. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, the I don't understand the Lakers either. Like they were having such a smart offseason. Like they got rid of Mozgov. Like it cost them. D'Angelo Russell, that wasn't great, but like they got rid of that. They're setting themselves up nicely. And then like, yeah, let's go sign like Derrick Rose and like they were looking at Ron too. Like just strange strange moves all around from from Magic dig, Johnson. Do you dig the uh KCP signing? Yeah, they need someone that can play guard defense. Like I know it's only like four percent of the game, but they need at least one guy who can do it. Like they Lonzo's not covering anyone. Yeah, that's true. Um. All right. Well, so Rose is out. We know where he's probably going to end up now. What about we gotta we gotta update the mellow? I wish we had like a like a special segment or like some theme music or something to go with Carmelo Anthony updates. But I guess we just didn't think this far ahead. Like think it was going to drag out this long. Uh do you guys think Portland's legit in here? No. 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 You don't think he can be talked into waving it to go to Portland? Like you? Do you no. think he? Because my my whole thing is that I don't know if he, I it's does he want to play? Because he says he has no intention of coming back to New York. So what does he want like less to play anywhere other than Cleveland or Houston, or to actually stay in New York? Like he's gonna have to pick a lesser of evils at some point. Yeah, but Portland, like, do you really think Carmelo wants to put what two thousand nine hundred miles between himself and Lala at this point? Head out to Portland. He's not doing that. Not a chance. Different area codes, man. Yeah, I, their marriage. I, I don't buy Portland at all. It feels like it's just like late July, and people are tired of talking about Houston and Cleveland. Like I don't, I don't understand any of it. Like who, like who you guys, you guys don't want uh, Ryan Anderson. Uh, the Knicks don't want Ryan Anderson, so you're gonna take on like what Evan Turner? Like I don't understand like what Portland has that would make it even semi intriguing. 
I almost want to cool say yeah, that I want Evan Turner, but like I I don't want Evan Turner by any means, but he does sound more appealing than freaking Ryan Anderson at this point. I mean that's that's a sad, sad statement. I know. Yeah, very know. sad. Like sad. I, I I almost want like Denver to get into the mix. Like let's just throw every team in the league in, in the middle bring sweep six. Yeah, bring them that's home. That's what I was like, saying. You brought them home to the Knicks, and now you can bring them back home to Denver. Mello, a man of many homes. <laughs> Speaking of coming home, like, Donis Haslam back for another season. Best news I've seen all day. It's fantastic. He is Miami, right? Nobody's more yes. Miami than that guy. Yeah, no, that's him and maybe Pitbull. Dale. <laughs> dale, dale, dale. It's like, but, also I, like with the Mello yeah. thing, it's kind of, where do we draw the line with a player photoshopping mellow on a team jersey for it to be recorded like cj mccollum sparked all of this because he um instagrammed that picture of mellow well like, don't you think could andrew wiggins to do, do this right like, it's like definitely GM they're told, trying to recruit the owner told him but... to go out there and put that picture up you know this is their recruitment strategy they wanted to look like the players are bringing them in but like where do we draw the line on news like can andrew wiggins go do that and all of a sudden it's like oh the timberwolves are in like, yeah, I don't understand weird. why the Blazers make more sense than anyone else doing that. I also had, I also pictured in my head like I got a funny image of CJ McCollum sitting there like on his computer with Photoshop open, like all right, this is gonna get him. <laughs> like with Photoshop open, just like the stroke tool out, just trying to get Mellow ready. That would be really that's that's the image I had in my head. I hope that's the way it went down. How long would it take a- Derek Derek Rose to a like identify <laughs> identify a Trailblazers jersey and then Photoshop it? <laughs> on- <laughs> Hello, before yes. he turns on his laptop. Ooh. How long until he finds a charging cable? All right, we're going too far. Um, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like something's got to give at some point. Like, if Melo really doesn't want to come back to the Knicks this badly, like he's talking about, like, he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to look elsewhere. Like, I, it just Cleveland and Houston are so there's such narrow chances of him landing there. But I don't know. Is it the Knicks that are just gonna relent like always? gotta be because i feel like mellow is very in on staying with his kids like i feel like that was an actual thing and he can do that just staying in new york i don't know i just feel like every report i'm reading this week it's just like he he wants nothing but to be out of new york now he has no interest in rejoining the city ever since uh they had that presser and they got Perry in there, and they moved Mills to president. You know, they said there was a chance of him maybe coming back because they obviously can't find a deal that they want because there's nothing out there. Uh, and now he's, you know, I'm hearing things from his side saying that he, you know, there's no, he has no interest in rejoining the team. Some's some's got to let up. See, here's my thing. I, I'm biased because, as you all know, maybe not Coley, but I'm a big, big mellow guy. Is he that bad? Is he that bad now? Is he that undesirable? Like from the view of the rest of the NBA. I think it's all money. The dude just makes so much money, and it's it's not the you know twenty sixteen's over. It's kind of uh, leagues catching up a little bit now. Not everyone's got all this cap space available. And like, how do you like how it's my the whole the biggest thing is like how do you give him up with all the money that he makes without taking back bad assets? There's really no way to do it. That's true. And I just, I don't think he has enough value to really get like first round picks at this point, just because it's not so much about him being a player. It's just that the situation got so bad. You know, they know that no one's got leverage. This whole thing is just nuts as usual. So classic Knicks. 
Classic yeah, I mix. mean, like last year, I was offering like Jarebko and Mir Johnson and like a Celtics like late first round pick, and Knicks fans were telling me that's not enough. Granted, those were two expiring contracts and at least a first, and now you can't get anything for it. So, yeah. I, I you should have taken that. Not like I had any power to offer <laughs> that, but that seemed like the deal. Sure, to take. <laughs> I tried. I tried my best. I was tweeting. Danny Ainge didn't didn't appreciate it apparently, and and here we are. It's probably the I hate Danny Ainge shirt. I think that's yeah, what like, nope, can't take this guy's advice. It's his shirt. Like, that's why that's I made true. it. It's his shirt. Coley, can I ask you what you thought of the uh, Chris Sops and the Celtics jersey photoshops from a couple of weeks back? Oh, I'm, I was talking about Anthony Davis the other day. I'm just sick mm. and fucking tired of all of it. Like, just very sick of it all. Um, like, I, it, it, I thought the Knicks were in such a tumultuous spot, and Phil was still apparently in charge that it was like at least semi-conceivable that Ainge could fleece him but if Phil was actually like asking for real assets then yeah I understand why it didn't happen but uh why the Knicks were even considering it is is why you're the Knicks it's just it's just you can't beat it hey man that was all Phil that's nothing to do with <laughs> Dolan or the makeup of the rest of the team no of course not <laughs> Um, Definitely can't trade Terry Rozier either. Can't trade him. Well, that's the other thing. Like the the everyone like the only trade I think Terry Rozier's held up was the Serge Ibaka one, where the Orlando Magic wanted what turned out to be the number one overall pick. So I mean, if that if that somehow gets buried every time that gets brought up, and also Terry Rozier, what who was the last point guard, the, the starting point guard the Knicks had better than Terry Rozier? Frank Nilakina. Raymond mm, Felton, today. 2010. Raymond Felton, 2010. Mm. Clyde Frazier. Mm. Now we're talking. Now we're, <laughs> now we're getting in the area. Like Ron Harper? Like I don't even know. Ron Baker. Oh, yeah, Ron Baker. He's definitely in the conversation. All right, we're losing our minds here. But you did give me a good segue. Um, so, Frank Nielkina. All right. You guys watch Summer League? Anybody here sit down and watch a couple Summer League games? Yeah. Yeah. I watched yeah. Lonzo. I didn't really catch any. Yeah, I, I caught the Lonzo highlights. I really didn't sit down and watch any games. That's kind of... But... So, judging on what you guys have seen, Frank Nielakina, and I know we don't we don't have anything with, with him, but... So, it's, I'm not asking you who... You know, is he going to be better than Dennis Smith Jr.? Or is he going to be better than these guys? Because that's a totally irrational question right now. But what do you what do you guys think he needs to show? To prove that he's that he's better than these guys, so he's not just a triangle point guard that Phil wanted. He just got to defend, which it's very hard. Like rookies can't defend primarily. It's learning NBA defense is so so difficult. Well, it's only four percent of the game though. The guard defense play, correct. Um, but if he can, it's good. Like, it's a good stat. Six. He's like six six with a seven foot wingspan. Like if he's capable of guarding one through three. And having now, Dennis is going to be pretty good, perhaps really, really good. If he can just impact so the game on, if he can just impact the game on defense the way Dennis Smith does on offense, like I will be okay with that. It's just harder to measure objectively. Yeah, I mean Frank. Frank's shot's not like broken or anything. Like he's not like Schroeder coming over, like having to build a shot and all that. But like uh, Dennis Smith, if if we're going one on one, like. Dennis Smith Jr. is probably going to get hurt frequently. Like he's a freak athlete, and if he stays healthy, the, then you guys made the wrong pick, no doubt about it. But 
he looked like he's the type of player he is. Like he's a 48 inch vert. Like he's just crazy explosive. That sounds a lot like I, his best case scenario is like Derrick Rose with no injuries. And that's a really high ceiling. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to get there, but I do appreciate his talent and hope he stays healthy. Donovan Mitchell, I mean, if if Frank's Frank's going to have to be locked down to be the same defender as Mitchell. This guy's a bully. Uh, I'm I'm shocked he didn't even go a little bit higher how big of a bully he was. And Malik, I mean, I think I thought Malik was the best pure shooter in the draft. So I I think he's definitely going to be I mean, he's got the measurables all over. Uh Frank's got the measurables all over Monk. He's he's a small little fella, but uh, is never going to be able to match him offensively. So if he's just a more complete player, even just like average in a few areas, he's definitely going to be better than Monk head-to-head that way. Yeah, I'm excited for like a defensive prospect. You know, we've only had one, or I was about to say something very dumb, but we've only had a couple of players really pan out the last couple of years from the draft. I'm going to count Hardaway as panning out offensively. Just because I'm trying to talk myself into this not being a bad contract. Bring him back. He's back. Uh, so he he's back. Out. He's home. <laughs> my boy. Um, and Chris stops obviously is de- going to he's offense right now. He's probably going to develop into a very fine defensive player as well. You know, it's arguable at the moment, but I'm excited to have a prospect on the team that's, you know, can shoot a little bit, but he's mostly going to be the defensive guy. Cause that's just it's the player that the Knicks are always lacking. I mean, even the guys who are supposed to be here for defense, like Courtney Lee, ended up just being more of an offensive player anyway. I just want someone competent. I just want someone out. Like, that's the thing. Like, even with this pick, regardless of what pick they got, like, even before the lottery, I just wanted someone who didn't suck. I know it's such a low standard. It's such a sad thing to say. But I want someone who's going to be around for a, at least a handful of seasons and just play some basketball and not be painful to watch him out there. Sounds like not a lot to ask for, but it is a lot to ask for. Will he is he does he compliment Porzingis? Yeah, um, yeah, I think he can on offense for sure, and definitely on defense. Yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't. I don't think Frank's yeah. going to be like eat, eating any of his minutes down low or anything like that. Like I think they'll be able to play together. So, here's my only um, my only way to connect to this right now is that I've had a couple of days off at the beginning of the week. And do you guys know that basketball GM game that's online? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you like download the rosters and everything. So I updated it and I played maybe eight, nine seasons uh, with like Porzingis and Neil Akina running the show. We made it to the finals twice. We lost to the Suns both times. They got some monster players in 2022. But all I'm saying is it could happen. I've seen proof. Just for anyone who's unfamiliar with that game, it's pretty much 2K's GM mode, just you yeah. can't play the actual games. Yeah. But That's basically what I end up doing in 2K anyway. The off, the off season is the most fun in my GM mode anyway. I don't know if that's a nerd comment for me to make that, but that's my favorite part anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so... All right, let's just go through. We've got a couple of, couple of last things to cover since the last pod. we got a uh, new GM in place, Scott Perry. Uh, spent a couple of days with the Kings, made a pretty good pick with De'Aaron Fox, spent uh, quite a while with the Magic, some mixed results, and he goes back a little bit away from there. Uh, you guys feel confident? Have any reason to feel confident? Dolan still owns the team? Ugh. Yep. And no. Can confirm. Absolutely no reason you should feel confident. 
So there's no reason for me to ask if you you guys are confident in uh, President Mills. No, still no. No. I mean, you know Dolan, though. He's a big, hands-off guy. He's not going to get in his face. He's not going to ask anything from him. So he's going to take himself out of the equation just enough to make whoever's actually up there running the show look bad. So Does Scott Perry play an instrument? I thought I heard something about him playing, uh, being a bass player or something and joining uh, Jim Dolan's band. New member of the Straight Shot. Um, that sounds like a very Nick's reason as to why you would hire a specific that does person. Sa- that does sound <laughs> like Maybe we need like a bassist. Yeah. yeah. We need a bass player. Nice Scott Perry just raises his the... hands. <laughs> Tell me Scott Perry doesn't look like he plays, like, the French horn or something, though. Does he not? Does he just not look like a guy who would play the French horn or, like, the bassoon? Dude, maybe the straight shot's going in a new direction, trying to find some outside influence, bring bring a little jazz to their blues game. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, Coach Hornacek, you guys, is he an inside guy or an outside guy? He's part of this new brain trust. He was in every picture the other day. If it comes down to another thing like we've seen in the last couple of years, where it ends up being players versus management, um, where does where does he stand? Who who is he aligning with here? I would think management. He probably wants to keep his job instead of having good players on the roster. That I would think. I mean, the, the really what I'm wondering is that come at the sacrifice of winning. Because that's that seems to be the question with the front office, you know, over the couple of years is, you know, they they're more concerned with keeping their jobs and being, you know, the figureheads out there than they are with actually, you know, playing winning basketball. So, I just there's just so many questions with the direction of where this is going to head. You know, I'm I'm just trying to wrap my head around who's actually where everyone's actually sitting right now with this team. It just always feels like some kind of not very well played game of chess. Yeah, I mean he should be on the players' side if if because he's going to keep losing with the Knicks. That no real fault of his own. I think he's an all right coach, but like if he wants to, to keep coaching in the NBA, him siding with the ownership is probably not going to be a good look. When like his former players are telling other teams like no, that guy stinks. You shouldn't hire him. <sighs> I think we lost Bailey. Did we? Looks so can you hear me still? Oh, oh. I heard that. You can hear me. You yeah. just can't see me. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, whatever. That's that's a that's an advantage. That's a that's a leg up anyway. No, 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 man. You got some kind of frozen face on here. It's it's something else. How sunburned do I look? Really sunburned? You look. You don't. You just look like you've been uh, drinking a couple of beers on the beach. That's all. Yeah. Word. I'll take that. That's very generous of you. Been out on the been out in the water a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. All right. Um. So yeah, I guess that's man. There's really not that much going on anymore. Free agency starting to dry up on us. Um. So let's let's talk Nick Celtics then. I know Coley's a uh, pretty big Celtics fan, from what I understand. Correct. Um, what is this, is this a rivalry? I want to know from your side of your point of view. 
There's one Boston New York rivalry, and it's Yankees Red Sox. I've been okay. I've been saying it my entire life. There's like the closest any other team's got has been Giants Patriots, but the Giants always thump the Patriots in the worst imaginable way. So there's no rivalry there either. Okay, that's fair. What? Uh, okay, so so it's it's not starting. What do you? What makes it happen? It's a big thing in a lot of in a lot of fans' minds. There's. Just something about the Boston New York thing, and it goes beyond just the Yankees and the Red Sox. What? What? Why do they feel this way? How, how does this start? Yeah, I mean, it's really just like the East Coast is the only coast that matters. I don't care what anyone else has to say. Uh, we're true. the two biggest cities. Not not Boston in terms of like population size, but in terms of like respect. Like, I don't think Philadelphia is commanding any sort of respect, and if they are, someone please tell me about it so I can knock that down real quick. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's just like, if anything, there's like a, a garden rivalry. Like, you guys think you guys have the best garden, the, the mecca of basketball. And reality, it's, it's just a big uh, a place where Billy Joel brings all of his fans and holds a nice concert every once in a while. I was there for the first time in October. I noticed he had the most banners hung up there. So it's it's Billy Joel's building. There's literally no arguing that. Um, Long Island. Yeah, the but the boss the original Boston Garden got knocked down when I was like six. Still very sad. Uh, the new one's all right. It definitely isn't the old one. That definitely hurts in the argument. But you look up and there's 17 banners hanging down. Zero Billy Joel one. So you guys got us there. Um, that that I think that would be the rivalry. But if the Knicks if the Knicks want it to be like on the court, like what happens in between the two two hoops, they. I mean, I don't know. We we stunk for a few years, and you guys weren't able to catch up, and now we're we're back. This is the one seed, probably not this year, since we traded Avery Bradley for reasons I still don't understand. But we're we're still top three. You guys will you guys aren't even the super team anymore. So it really comes down to like, I don't know. When would like when we even when we played in the playoffs and you guys beat us, it was like Rondo was hurt, Paul Pierce was on his last leg. KG wasn't the same. Like Jeff Green was like almost our best player, which is a very sad statement to make. So I didn't even on the Boston side of it, like you guys won, and I didn't feel any type of way about it. I was just glad that miserable season had ended. It wasn't even like oh we lost to the Knicks. It was like thank you. I'm glad. It was like putting down like a really old dog. Wow. Yeah, that's there's a lot in there. Yeah. First of all, that was that was very that was that was vicious, but I respect yeah. it. You rattled that off with. A preciseness that overwhelmed me, but I, I appreciated it there. And also, one question. Uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> um, it's technically Fish's house. The garden is now because they're playing thirteen shows uh, to try to one up Billy Joe's twelves, uh, oh. Billy Joel's twelve. So it's uh, Fish's now. So actually, it's got, that, it's that's what worse. I was going to ask. Who who would you consider to be Boston's uh, Billy Joel? Is it Fish? No, it would be. Let's see. No one really like comes and like shuts down the garden. So like it would have to be someone like from there. I don't know, like Aerosmith. Like, I don't even know. I had no idea Aerosmith was from Boston. Oh yeah, Stained. Like we got we got some Stained. <laughs> got some strong rock groups. Uh, Marky Mark shut it down. Mark uh, Wahlberg come in shut it shut everything down. He'll he'll shut down. Uh, like I'll will shut down the box office. I don't know. Like Donnie Wahlberg's the only one who's he was he was the one narrating that Lakers Celtics thirty for thirty. That was not the best look when L.A. gets ice cubed. Like we get the the second Wahlberg brother sick. 
<laughs> Who would you have what? picked? Who would you have picked if you could have free reign of any Boston person? Uh, I would have went like the complete opposite of Ice Cube. So that to me is Conan O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty opposite. I'll give you that. It, like and like he's like he's from here, complete like like almost too Irish. Like he could calm it down a little bit with the Irishness, and he's just as accomplished as in his field as Ice Cube is in his field. So I think that would have been a, a more fair fight and one I would have appreciated a little bit more. Ice Cube versus Conan O'Brien. That's a match for the ages, man. Maybe there's a part two. That there were... We can get some Conan. It's it just was... going to be like a buddy cop movie. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. I would watch that. I would I, buy it. 100% would watch that. Yeah. All right. We got anything else? Anything else going on in the NBA world? What's going on over at uh, Barstool? Uh, just trying not to make any more like bad headlines. That's The other day we got yelled at for working too hard. That was a new one. Uh, <laughs> the whole internet was mad at us about that. Uh, mixtape, we just had Spencer Haywood on. That was That's a guy I don't think enough people, even myself included, until I did research before talking to him. That's a guy who... His legacy and impact on the NBA deserves to be shouted from the rooftops a little bit more. He's he's done it all. He was telling stories about how he was like picking cotton for two dollars a day before yeah. he got into the before he got into college and the ABA, and then he had to sue the NBA so he could play. Like he was that guy has seen it all. Um, so stuff like that's always cool. We talked to on Barcelona Radio today. We talked to Mike Tyson for like five minutes. That was wild. Um, yeah. So. But Boston's chugging along, man. Um, with uh, the only people who can stop us are ourselves, and we're very capable of doing that. I just hope we don't. Yeah, well, it seems to it seems to be working out so far. So keep it up, man. I appreciate it, guys. I, what, one real quick for like you guys seem to be around my age. So like, why are you Knicks fans? Like, what was it that you saw throughout your life that you were like, this is the team I need to tie my emotions up in? Oh God, I, it's got to be like just random, like, you know, just random trips to the garden over the years. And I'm not even talking about like big games. Like I'm talking like, you know, getting free tickets to a preseason game or something and like just showing up there with like you and a bunch of your dad's friends and cheering or something like that. And you see like just more being in the environment than anything else. And it's just, you know, when you start taking it more seriously and you start latching onto the team, it's just it's a hard thing to break. They put you through heartbreak, but at least it's always exciting, you know? Yeah, I, mine was I had that. I had the MSG channel and uh, the Yes Network or whatever the Nets play on, and I wasn't going to watch the Nets play. So I was going to watch MSG and watch the Knicks instead. It kind of, I think, came down to that on my basic cable. So I got League Pass when I was like 14 for Christmas, and then I regretted everything immediately. It all came raining down on me. (laughs) (laughs) I just inherited it. Like me and my dad would just watch Knicks games and stuff. Big shout out to Charles Sprewell. He helped me. He was my first favorite Nick. Yeah, I, I can respect, like, if I had seen Latrell Sprewell at a young age, like, I had something similar with that with Ricky Davis. Like, he was he was there when I was pretty young, so I can respect that. It was like him and Alan even, Houston. Even Starberries, man. Like, even just going to the store and wanting to buy some Starberries as a Knicks fan, like, that was, that helped secure me. Yeah, no, I, I was a big Marbury guy. He helped the Celtics win exactly one playoff game with, like, a back <laughs> 12-footer. So, he's Which is more good. than he helped the Knicks. 
<laughs> I got nah. a pair of Starberries in like want to say fifth grade, like Holy Trinity CYO basketball, and just absolutely ruined my ankle in my first game. And it was like never so. I was so excited. Like I laced them up. My parents were hyped because they were like thirty-seven cents. They're like, "Why does he want these shoes?" But it makes sense. The Kmart that I bought them at it was like next door to my church, and I literally ruined my ankle on like the first fast break that I had. <laughs> it was devastating. Yeah, that'll happen. That'll definitely happen. Right on. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get these last few little plugs out of the way. Um, oh, real quick, by the way. We had a lot of seemed to get a lot of love from uh from Reddit this week. Uh our New York Knicks and I don't know, just wanted to say thanks for that. It seemed to be showing up in some of the freelance things you guys are doing. So I know a few of you listen. So sh- you know, just shout out to you guys. And shout out to uh to Nick's Walls, JB, Jeffrey Ballone for just killing it with uh with the videos lately and really uh I don't know, just being the dude. He needs better music, but he's he's a dude at least. Um, thanks Coley for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Good talks. Yeah, thank you very much for having me, guys. I appreciate it. I, I even though you're Knicks fans, uh, I truly hope it does get better. Yeah. I just have a yeah. quick question. Yeah. Um, are you guys gonna guard Tim Hardaway Jr. now? Now that Avery, I think he's the best shooting guard in the East. He's coming for at least forty on you guys, right? I mean, I, Marcus Mott just might hit him over the head with like a steel chair at any given moment. So I, I wouldn't be. And Terry Rozier's got the clamps too. What do you mean? <laughs> yep. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Get ready for me to quote you on that. The Terry Rozier has the clamps. You're going to be quoted on that at some point <laughs> when it breaks I'm, down on you. So that's going to come back to you. We're on, we're on iTunes now. It's easier to find. I don't have to navigate SoundCloud. Listen, man, I said it about Avery Bradley for his entire life, and Kyrie was hanging 90 on him every game in the playoffs. I've, I've already dealt with it, all right? Sorry, we did the same so, thing with Shump for so long. Oh, my oh, so God. God. <laughs> don't, even, don't even get me started on you guys trying to tell me Shump was better than AB. That was the one thing I was like, what? Like, not you guys specifically, but Knicks fans. Brian Giverman. Yeah, yeah. uh I, well, he was telling me uh, the other day, like, oh, I never said that. And I don't believe him. I don't believe any of you guys who say you never made that claim. The most outrageous claim. Outrageous. Sneakily, sneakily so one of the most outrageous NBA claims the past 50 years. I had, like, a self-reflection the other day when I was like, was Shumpert ever, ever good at one point? Or he had no. that one dunk. I don't think he was ever good at <laughs> that one dunk. Honestly, I don't think he was ever good. He had a couple that, of months after. Take. Before he tore his leg up, he had a couple of months, but... That, that was it, man. That was it. I really think um, Donovan Mitchell is about to be what we all thought Shumpert was going to be. Like, I think that's what Donovan Mitchell is actually going to be, that Shump hype. That's a fucking player. All right. Yeah, uh, I don't hate like, that tech. People, people spent real money on like nice, like classic Shumpert jerseys. That's crazy to me now. He's a rapper. I may have bought an ex-girlfriend a Shumpert jersey at one point. X. Yo, X. but I'm I'm Q. off with that. Like that's the end of the podcast right there. I'm saying no more. Um, <laughs> all right, but please, actually, let me say one more thing. Um, go, everyone, subscribe on iTunes, please, or whatever service you you use. We're on Google Play. We got Stitcher going now. Um, just give us give us some stars. Give us some comments. Help us uh, help us show this thing to as many suffering Knicks fans as we can in the dead of July. Um. All right. Looking forward to talking to you all next time. Thanks again, Coley. Thanks, Bailey. Thanks, Trey. I'll talk to you guys later. See you, man. Thanks again. Have a good one. Thanks, Coley.